With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Episode of the That's a Rap podcast. This is our Sunday edition, our All Star edition, our Oscar edition. Um, well, I guess All Star, All Star, Oscar, All Star. I am your co-host Jay Rosales. Uh, I am joined by my co-host Dre and our producer Jason. How's it going, guys? You want to talk some uh, All Star weekend and Oscars yeah. here? Yeah. Well, if this wasn't recorded ahead of time, I would be MIA because there's no damn chance in hell that i am doing anything oscar sunday except mean, for watching Jane? the damn thing we're, we're recording this on the sunday right before oscars come on <laughs> well well i mean uh okay fine yeah no we are uh, my bad I, I can't lie to you guys well, there's so many stars going on in the all-star weekend where we can't i can't wait to talk to you about that and of course we're going to talk about the oscars because our very own annie babialakis is our uh, movie buff so we can't not talk about the Oscars for sure. And we, I basically, Dre, I want Parasite to win. Can you make Parasite win, please? Please. It's not up to me. If the Academy makes me Academy member, I'll get one step closer to making Parasite win. <laughs> so perfect. We'll see. Awesome. All right. So for this Sunday edition, obviously we're all like really excited about the Oscars. But before that, there's a lot of stars going on, and the All Star Saturday night has been announced. Um, Obviously, we have the All-Star Skills Challenge, the three-point contest, and the dunk contest. Why don't we go Ooh. through some of the lists and some of the players, shall we? So, for the Saturday Night Skills Challenge, we have participants. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. It's Pascal Siakam and seven losers. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy P and uh, Pia Skills and, like, nobody else with skills. Just a giant... It's basically, okay, if they could... Could, that'd be amazing if they had instead of the pylons of like the NBA logo, it would just be like big spicy peppers that he has to run around. <laughs> so we have we have Spencer Spencer Dimwitted. Uh, we have Chris Middle of the Road um, and all these other losers. No, no, uh, it's good. No. It's a good lineup. It's a great. It's a, it's actually a very very good lineup. All right, so we got Bam Adebayo from Miami, Patrick Beverly uh, in LA, Spencer Dimwitty Brooklyn. Chris Middleton, Milwaukee, DeMontis Sabonis, Indiana, Jason Tatum, Boston, and Pascal Siakam. Now, I left one out because Derek Rose from Detroit, who's actually from Miami. Oh, sorry, not from Miami, oh, from Chicago, dropped out. Uh, he is now participating in the uh, skills competition. And when we were recording this, uh, undisclosed, they have no, there hasn't been a replacement for that. So, what do you guys think about this lineup? It's uh, jokes aside from what I was doing earlier. I was just continuing the bit. It's a hell of a lineup. It's a really good lineup. Like Spencer Dinwiddie is MIP candidate for the year. He's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, Rose would have been fantastic as well. But Rose would have been great. Yeah, out. no, I yeah. agree with you, man. Rose would have been. But Bam for the big guy 
is great. Tatum obviously is great. Sabonis, yeah. we talked about him last episode, is fantastic. This is one hell of a lineup, guys. So I just want to remember real quick, before the skills competition, before they even did this whole big man uh big man guard uh skills competition thing, which is a great addition, one of the best like, you know, changes that they did for the All-Star, they took out the shooting stars one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where it was like it I don't was know a how long ago. Yeah, I don't know. It was like a it was a vet, a current player, and a WNBA star for a certain, I guess, city. But I remember that because Chris Bosch always participated for that in like always. for Miami. And they were really good too. Yeah, that was up only up until um two thousand sixteen. So the last time it happened was two thousand fifteen. So it's already this is already the fifth year they haven't wow. had it, so that's really and when do you guys remember when they uh changed the whole skills competition to big man small man uh that one a couple years now i remember when when it first came out too it was like what the heck why do you have big men in there like this is not going to work yeah like joel Embiid. like right i think it was like the first time it happened i think it was boogie cousins uh yes carl anthony towns for the big guys um I, oh shoot i don't remember who else it was but it was really fun and and i don't remember who like you know got that last three-pointer but the the big guys were, were going crazy so this edition of um shout outs to like you know the nba uh or whoever sets us up for like the nba all-star game all-star saturday night like it's it's a great addition to have the small guy versus the big guys because let's be real, there's no more centers in this NBA, right? Sabonis is basically a center. Pascal Siakam is basically a center in this league now, too. Just tall point guards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, f- I feel like this is a pretty good lineup. Uh, any pred- any predictions? Mm. Well, I think you've kind of heard mine already. But uh, <laughs> I think what helps in this 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 kind of competition is, is speed. Uh, and Siakam mm. is, you know, no bias, probably the fastest guy out there. I, I, I would have argued yes. that Derrick Rose is just as fast, mm-hmm. just as accurate with I his passing picked, I Rose. and shooting. Yeah, I would have picked Siakam versus Rose. Um, I, I don't know who is the best challenger to Siakam in this, um, uh, but I will say who is the worst challenger, and that's Patrick Beverly. I think he will... <laughs> Probably trip on his own feet. Uh, I don't know if he'll... <laughs> I think he'll get blown out, basically, in whoever he faces in the first round. <laughs> Someone, He's going to kill the skills competition, basically. Someone yeah, tweeted yeah. out that Patrick Bedley is going to be an obstacle car. <laughs> He's going to be the pylon. Yeah. He's like, ah, he, he tripped over. Okay, yeah. next batch of people are going to yeah. run around him. If you, <laughs> yeah, if you can pass uh, Patrick Bedley without getting fouled, then you, you win the competition. <laughs> and, and wasn't uh, and this is the other thing is like it, you guys have mentioned their names already but like spencer dinwiddie won this competition two years ago yes um jason tatum won it last year but wasn't jason tatum when he won it wasn't it that there was that that ridiculous half court shot yes and yes, that's yes. how he won it oh so right 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 i feel right. like that was, it was a completely little bit lucky and and i should probably like like back off on the Patrick Beverly jokes because he actually did win this in 2015. So I can't <laughs> there make you go. too many jokes about him, but at the same time, it's like, come on, man, he's well past <laughs> his, his prime there. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I will, you know, bias aside, I, I do honestly feel like Pascal has a really, really good chance. Speed, agility, you know, he can shoot. Um, the passing ability, those, those little uh, targets might be the most uh, troubling for me to think about. But yeah, I, I, I'm shoot. Pa- bias aside, I feel like Pascal has a really good chance. 
what about who do you think and again we don't know when we are recording this we don't know who's going to be the replacement for derrick rose if you could have an ideal replacement for him who would you pick well it's got to be a guard yes right because it's it's they've got guards versus forwards and yeah so uh that's an interesting one i have one in mind but It'll be very, I don't know, lack of a better term, biased. Kyle I mean, Lowry? Oh, no, 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 I, Fred Vanvee, Fred Vanvee. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's from Rockford, <laughs> Illinois. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, I, he could easily go into the three-point or the skills. Um, but, yeah, because he's from nearby Rockford, Illinois, I say give it to Freddie V. But I'm trying to think of a non-Raptors example here. Mm-hmm. And he's the first name that immediately jumped to mind. Do you guys have any other ideas? Hmm. I was thinking Pat. Um, I was thinking Bradley Beal. Oh, to make up for the snub. Yeah, that's I, not bad. I feel like he wasn't snubbed. Right. Well, you know the the snub, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I could totally see a, a spot for Fred VanVleet, especially with his, uh, with his Illinois um, alum gonna be cheering him on and everything too so uh, that'd be pretty cool i like the bradley beal even kemba walker might be pretty cool so it, it'll be interesting once you know make sure to stay with us on twitter at that's rad pod to see who's gonna mm-hmm. be uh participating in derrick rose's position but let's move on from the skills competition let's go on to the i would say or a lot of people would arguably say the best competition of the saturday night all-star is the three-point contest so if we can go through the participants, we're going to go with Joe Harris, who is the reigning champion in Brooklyn, Davis Bertans from Washington, Devontae Graham in Charlotte, Buddy Heald, Sacramento, Zach Levine, who is not going to be participating in dunk contest, but anyways, Damian Lillard, Portland, Duncan Robinson, Miami, and Trey Young of Atlanta. What you guys got, boys? Well, before we continue, let's remember that there's a new rule. There's two new additional baskets you can get. Yes. Deep shots, three points apiece. And with that alone, I've come to my decision because that takes out so many other potential players. For me now, it's Young versus Lillard. With that in mind, as if they wouldn't hit those shots, at least with a better percentage than the other guys. For me... I don't know. It kind of negates so much of the contest. You know, if you had Curry here, if you had Paul George here, it'd be a different story. But like you're fighting against Logo Lillard and mm-hmm. Trey Young, who could shoot it from miles away. Like to me, it's not even fair at this point. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is like um, Lillard is uh, he's one of the best. I actually know this is going to be hard. Lillard is on a freaking hot streak right now, right? Yes. He's scoring, right. I think, what was it two weeks ago where he averaged 50 points 50 for the points. entire week? It's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to beat him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is a hard one to choose. Okay, so before before we go into our predictions, let me talk about what Dre is talking about. And yes, they did do some additions uh, when it comes to the three-point contest. There will be a something called a Mountain Dew Zone where they have increased the balls from 25 to 27. Uh, mm-hmm. the, those two extra balls will be counted as three points. And the amount of time... Uh, has expanded to 70 seconds and not 60 seconds. So a little bit more possibilities for more points. Uh, yeah, Jay, who do you got, man? 
I don't know, man. I don't want to make this choice. I'm trying to like stall until one of you guys. I, I basically stalled for you, man. Your guy last year was Buddy okay, Heald. Okay, fine. Is that still I know. true? I, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Okay, I'm gonna go, and you're gonna. This is not the first time I'm gonna say this. Spoiler alert. But I'm gonna go with who I went with last year. I will go with Buddy Heald. Interesting. I almost okay. won that last year. Almost, but yeah. I say he pulls through this time. Uh, the reason why. Okay, so. Whenever I watch the three-point contest with anybody in my family uh, or my wife, I always tell them the difference between a three-point contest and good three-point shooters is, the, is between uh, in-game shooters and you know the three-point contest. Basically, when mm-hmm. you're in an in-game, you're, you have the adrenaline going, you're either on the run or you're setting your feet, whereas the three-point contest, this is like perfect for, say, well, Steph Curry can make any shot. But you, like, have, you have a set shot. You gotta have a set. You have shot. to have a set shot, and so Damian Lillard. I'm not, you know, I don't. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but when you watch him, he can shoot wherever. But he likes to shoot off the dribble a lot, and I don't yeah, know how on the much. Run, yeah, yeah, you know. So I want to go with Lillard because of how well he's playing in game. But then that takes away from me saying that he should win because he's so being so good in game. This is not the game. This is a competition, and That's I, true. I feel like the competition, you know blood flow will be really high for these guys because they want to win but i would i honestly i probably still go with joe harris with the reigning champion i was was gonna say like with how you describe lillard not being uh you know effective in this format you could say the same thing about trey young right and agreed it's it's a shame because you know the the new the two new mountain dew zones that they've they've added the two best scorers in those specific zones are lillard and trey young yeah, it's exactly. just that in in the context of of this specific format and you having to you know those who who do well are the ones with the set shot yeah mm-hmm. i i can't stand behind trey young and 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 lillard uh, i will make a change though to my pick i did overlook something okay uh I got to stick with my Michigan Wolverine alum. I'm going to switch my pick over to Duncan Robinson Ooh. and say okay. he pulls it through. Okay. okay. Go blue. Nice. I think that's a bit of a better pick than Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's been a little inconsistent this year, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, his, his numbers have gone down. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm confident with this change. A good pick. All right, so yeah. we'll go Duncan Robinson, uh, Jay. Um, Dre, you got... Lillard. Uh, Lillard. It's, it's Dame time. It's Dame, it's Dame time. time. I like it. And I'm going to go with the reigning champion, uh, Joe Harris. Okay, trivia, trivia. Who is the only Toronto Raptor who has won the three-point contest? Oh, I know who I it is. I just it. remember his name right now. Ooh. Jason Capono. Capono. Who actually won it back-to-back right. in 07 and 08. One for Miami and one for Toronto. Yes. Bam. There you go. All right. So and that's... He set, at the time, he set the record for the... Um, largest score 20 25 out of 30 damn yeah well now they have a chance to with the mountain dew uh i guess yeah mountain dew zone they can they can set it yeah. higher okay. i had to have a sponsor right it couldn't just be the far <laughs> shot right like... exactly the far the far shot or beyond the arc shot or something okay so we got the <clears throat> skills challenge we got the three-point contest and now the quote-unquote main event we have the dunk contest. To <laughs> me, to me, it's a little, little underwhelming. Uh, the yeah. participants. We got Derek Jones. Uh, we have Dwight Howard, Aaron Gordon, 
and Pat Connaughton. Um, okay. What do you guys think, boys? Well, isn't that kind of what the dunk contest is? It's usually kind of either a spectacle or the contest is how long you can stay awake for. Like, they kind of just go for... I love the years when it's like the four worst teams have a player in the dunk contest and it's like, okay, sure, let them. But like, you know, this year it's interesting because you have, you know, Cunnington and, and Jones, which, you know, I'm sure there are flashier dunkers, but let's not write them out. Let's see what they can do. You have Dwight Howard, which I'm sure has a dunking capability, but like, I mean, the guy's past his prime now. Yeah. And unfortunately, we won't be able to see the thing he was going to do with Kobe, like the Kobe assist, Agreed. which is too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have Aaron Gordon. So I'm interested because, well, first off, will he bank back stuff the dragon? <laughs> will will they have will they have another dynamic duo set? And right. secondly, can he finally win what he was supposed to win? Yeah, I don't know. I I think that Dwight Howard and Aaron Gordon, I'd bucket them together as um, you know, they've kind of overused their time here at the dunk contest. I think I don't <laughs> I, I can't foresee them wowing us. And this is the problem. The problem with those two specifically is that they have brought us out of our seats. And I don't think they can bring us out of our seats again because we have this high bar in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. So that for me, that eliminates those two right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Pat Connaughton is is a complete wild card. Uh, I'm very tempted to look up YouTube clips of his dunking, but I will not because I would rather be surprised. Yes. Um, But having said all that, you know, I've been a fan of Derek Jones Jr. from the start. Since he got drafted, that kid can fly. Uh, man. Just specifically, yeah, specifically for the dunk contest. So it's a shame he has yet to win it. So this is his. This is his. Like this is going to be his like crowning. This will be his coronation. I hope so. I hope so. Any predictions? That's it. Uh, Derek Jones Derek Jr. Jones. Baby with a seven twenty. <laughs> Didn't um, Victor Oladipo do that? He did a five forty. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, close. I'll give you that, um, Dre. Uh, Derek Jones isn't a bad pick. Um, either him or you never know. It's been five years. Maybe Aaron Gordon has some other tricks up his sleeve. Who knows? I really think like he used every single dunk he he's aware of in Toronto. Like probably. I, but... I remember I I checked his YouTube clips and I was like, oh no, I'm starting to see dunks now that he's already used in other mm. competitions. Like, he used every single one. So I, I think he's out, but I hope I'm wrong. Well, you never know. I mean, it's all the magic that could come out of stuff the Magic Dragon, right? I mean, it, <laughs> What's... It, it all depends on his buddy. What's the, like, the viral thing nowadays? It's the, because before, it, the stuff the Magic Dragon, he, like, came out with one of those hoverboard things. I, I wonder what it will be oh, this year. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, to to your point, I would go with Derrick Jones Jr. too. He, that okay. kid, that kid can fly. He, his head is above the rim every time that he like hops. He doesn't even jump very high. Like I mean, he doesn't even really jump so hard to get so high. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't understand his his verticality. It's it's unbelievable. I'm gonna go with Derrick Jones Jr. Okay, uh, I'm I'm gonna throw this at you guys. Uh, I know I didn't prepare, but I want to know off the top of your head, what is your uh, what is your favorite dunk of the dunk contest ever? Ever? Ever. Well, Ooh, I think, well, it's, it's a Raptors pod. I think we, we know what our answers are. 
Okay. No, that's not okay. my answer. Okay, so how oh, about this? Not. How about this? Let's let's change this up a little bit, okay? Maybe the most underrated. How about that? The most underrated dunk in a dunk contest. Your favorite underrated Ooh. dunk contest. Well, oh, I, I've got one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've got one. Um, I know we like to crap on him a lot, but in all seriousness, JaVel McGee dunking on two nets at yeah, once. Yeah, that was good. It looks, was... it looks a little too simple. It's way harder than it looks. Yeah. As big of a goofball as he is, that's nuts. You got two. Like, what a wingspan. Yeah, seriously. Like, those two rims were, like, 10 feet tall, right? So, to have that wingspan, and, and it wasn't like the two rims were... Um, even close, like even the backboards weren't touching yet. To have that kind yeah. of wind span to do left hand and right hand in this in the air at the same time, that's, that's off it. the net. That's impressive, like, man. Yeah, and you threw it off crazy. the net. Oh my god, Jay, what about yeah, you? Yeah, that's 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 actually really that's a probably better engine than what I had. The one that I always go back to, and this is gonna show my age here, but like in 1997, uh, Darvin Ham see did this dunk that it was it didn't even get a 50 i don't even think he got a 40 but it was so i think it was more of those like do you remember when vince carter did the the arm dunk and yep. people yep. didn't scream because they didn't realize until the replay mm-hmm. he did one of these dunks where it was like it was a reverse 360 where he tapped it off the back he went too quickly yeah. now he's taking his time i think this is going to be his build-up dunk right here red remember he just has three now that was tough. You don't understand it. That wasn't easy. It didn't look pretty, but it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, but sometimes the, the normal guy who doesn't know a lot about dunks doesn't know how tough that is, Reggie. You hope that the judges do, but we do. But I don't think the fans did, and that's why you didn't hear the it just looks so clean and i remember i saw it and i was just like what did i just see i've never like it surprised me it surprised me also that the judges didn't appreciate it but um that for me is underrated beyond underrated um yeah i'm gonna okay. go with that one okay. i had i had a raptors one in mind but yeah i'm gonna go darvin ham 1997 i'm gonna have okay. to go back uh the amount of people who are listening to this and going on youtube right now checking that out <laughs> i'm one of them guys yeah, i might have to tweet that one out. yeah though. seriously <laughs> Uh, if I would go with an underrated dunk, I'd go with, I always go back to this one. It's the, uh, 2008 dunk contest, Gerald Green, when he was in Minnesota, he put a cupcake on the back yes. of the oh, rim. Oh, the blowing it yes. out? Yes. Oh, no. Well, the bad idea is McCann's trying to, he's not a passer. <laughs> oh, oh, he got it! Are you kidding me? And it stayed on! It. it stayed oh, on! Chuck. No hey, Chuck, come on, uh, Chuck! No, he blew it out, no, Chuck! That's, that's not a Chuck. 10. He blew it that's out! That's not a 10. Have no you way. blown out a candle that's on not. the top of the rim? Hey. Now, he goes up. The, it's still out. He takes the ball. He, he blew it out! He blew it out! He blew it out, Chuck! Blow, Chuck, he blew the handle out! Handle out. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That, talk about unappreciated. He blew out the candle. Like, you can literally see him close up the camera to the candle. He blew it out before he dunked it smooth uh, into the net. That was one of the funniest, coolest dunks I've ever seen. Underappreciated. Yeah, you can't, I, yeah that, that's another solid choice. I mean, that's kind of what you're, you're, we're all hoping for from Dwight Howard and from Aaron Gordon. It's like, yeah. we've seen your best. Now you got to show us how creative you can be. And that's where that dunk came in. That was truly underrated. Yeah. 
Totally, man. All right. So listeners, give us your most underrated dunks. Uh, I, I, there's so many of them. Jason Richardson's like behind the, the, through the legs, like backwards. That was crazy too. Like, oh my God, there's so nah, many. That guys. was not underrated. That was properly rated. That was properly rated. That, that has to be in the top 10 for sure. Wait, who's the guy who did the layup? That's pretty underrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was that guy again? I don't know. But that was pretty fun. I think that was, was that, G- no, it wasn't Jerry Stackhouse. I don't. No, I no, no, God, no! It wasn't Jerry Stackhouse. It wasn't somebody. It wasn't somebody, somebody with that much on the line. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you have to have some nerve to like screw up that badly yeah. that you lay up and end your turn. <laughs> like, Jesus, was... you can't even do that in two K. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. All right, so we got the all the All Star Saturday nights, um, but this weekend. Uh, well, actually, today, since you're listening to this on a Sunday, it is Oscar. It is the Oscar season. It is the Oscar day. It is the final night. It is the Oscars are finally going to be handed out. Dre, our film connoisseur, has been writing every single day. Bro, you like you send out uh, articles every day, man. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how much work you put into this. Like, I don't know when you sleep. To be honest, I mean, Jay, I understand he doesn't <laughs> sleep because he has kids, but you don't sleep because you're writing and watching movies, bro. Like, how excited are you about the Oscars? <laughs> well, first off, um, the guy was Daryl Armstrong. So now ah, we're nice. a professional <laughs> nice. NBA podcast. We, we, we put a name to the guy who did the layup. Secondly, I'm painfully excited. Now, I, I can acknowledge that the Academy Awards aren't perfect. They select the wrong stuff a lot. There's a lot of problematic things about it. But I, you know me, I love discussing film to the nth degree. On that note, I am so excited. I've ranked every film. I've watched everything down to, like, the stuff that's not even released yet. I've had to, like, fight to get screeners. It's been rough, but it's been fantastic. This is, like, my Super Bowl. I am so excited. Nice, man. Okay. So we've had uh, discussions uh, on and off, of course, on WhatsApp because, you know, we talk about the Raptors all the time, but we also talk about film. And I, I've been screaming Parasite a lot <laughs> on these episodes. Uh, I want that to win. But so can you kind of give us, uh, you know, maybe like an NBA comparison when it comes to the best pictures? Because I know there are nine best pictures going on uh, or nominated. So maybe yeah. uh, we've tweeted this out before and... If you guys have read this already, um, usually when when I tweet, I ha- I try to put some thought into it. And and when Dr- when Jay tweets, he puts a lot of thought into it because he has a lot of numbers and facts. I just you know tweet because I like to. Dre, he methodically thought gave comparison between films and NBA teams, and he did it. I I kid you not. I kid you not. In two minutes flat maybe and like (laughs) really good reasons for it okay so dre i'm gonna give it to you man can you explain um the oscar nominees in comparison so for people who haven't watched these uh movies so they can kind of relate to it by nba teams take the floor absolutely so i'll give a brief explanation of each film and basically one line for the nba team because i hope my explanations will be enough that you get the comparison. So Get your bleeps ready. Get your bleeps ready. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm cutting it down. Let's do it. <laughs> First off, we got the Best Picture Frontrunner, 1917, by Sam Mendes. 
it is a World War One film that looks like it's done in one single shot. What that means is when you watch a movie, you usually see cuts. Like one guy's talking, it cuts to the next person talking. So it adds a pace. It adds some sort of a life to the film and cuts all the minutia. 1917 is an illusionary film that looks like it's done in one long take. So on that note, I put the Toronto Raptors because we will forever be known for that single shot. Next. <laughs> nice. Very good. Next, last time I had this, I had a different team. I had the Pelicans, but they, with Zion Williamson, it's a bit of a different story. But uh, Ford versus Ferrari, or Ford v. Ferrari, is the true story of how the Ford company back in the 60s wanted to keep compete against the never-ending, permanently winning Ferrari company at the Le Mans 24-hour race event. So the film is very flashy. The narrative is a little bit mediocre, but it's all about the technical capability, the noise. So that's what I'm thinking of. They are the wizards. They're known for their noise and nothing else. <laughs> they don't have any other qualifications. Oh, man. Shots next fired, is The Irishman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the next is The Irishman, done by Scorsese, and it's got all the geriatric veteran actors. <laughs> Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Harvey Keitel. And it's this three-and-a-half-hour-long film about the this huge span of time with the mob connection to the Jimmy Hoffa years in America when it comes to the labor unions. And on that note, this is the San Antonio Spurs. They're old school. They're just flat out old, and they take forever to do stuff. So, <laughs> oh, it's so yeah, keep it going. Yes. Keep it going. So, next we got Jojo Rabbit, which Tiff audiences voted as the film of the year, hence why it's here. So, Jojo Rabbit's a bit of a trickier film. A little boy in the Nazi youth has an imaginary friend who's Adolf Hitler, which is supposed to represent his connection to the Nazi group that he's a part of. And as the film goes on, his connection to Hitler dissipates because he starts to have more faith in humanity and realize that Jews aren't the enemy. So it's like a satire about something very tricky. So it's gotten a lot of controversy because it is so, you know, it's such a weird thing to make light of such a situation like the Holocaust. So for me, this is the Timberwolves trying to make light of a terrible situation and they always don't succeed, basically. <laughs> so Okay. That was that one was the most controversial. I loved it, man. <laughs> that, that, but how else can horns. you compare a team to that film? Like it's no, impossible. It's 100% like, it's, true. All right. That one is hard. That was the hardest. Next, we got Joker, which I'm sure most of you have seen. Joaquin Phoenix turns in a brilliant performance as Arthur Fleck, uh, a psychologically tortured man with a mental illness that slowly becomes more and more deranged in a disillusioned society until he becomes the figurehead of this crappy, garbage-ridden, rat-infested town. You know where I'm going with this. This is the Knicks, a community with one <laughs> yes. person trying to run the show and failing, and that man is Dolan. You're not supposed to idolize a Joker. You're not supposed to idolize Dolan. He's an idiot. <laughs> Next, we got... <laughs> now, I want to preface this. This one is not meant to be a joke. This is a little bit more serious. Not, like, deadly serious, but we got Little Women. And I want to preface this because I know there's a lot of sexist commentary when it comes to women and sports, especially with the WNBA and all of that. Like... I don't even want to go into it. I think it's a disgusting thing that the sports fan bases need to shake off. So before we go into that, that's not where I'm going with this. 
Little Women, a very fantastic film, an adaptation of the classic tale, but done in a different way where Greta Gerwig has churned it in such a way that it's not so much about two parts, but about the contrasting the past and the present at the same time. It's just so delicately done, quirky, loving. And it's about the March family, which as much as they love each other, they have their quibbles, they have their qualms. So I'm comparing it to the Lakers, a tightly knit family that squabbles but has their best talents in mind. See, that's innocent. There's nothing <laughs> There's nothing offensive with that one. But now we're going to get back to offensive. We've got Marriage Story, a very depressing film about a divorce. So I got the Golden State Warriors, the remnant of a split up family. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so, oh my god these are so good next we have once upon a time in hollywood we're almost at the end once upon a time in hollywood is a revisionist film with quentin tarantino about the 60s it takes a very dangerous time in history what's known as the end of the peace movement in hollywood and in the united states the death of sharon tate an up-and-coming actress by the manson family but in this film, it's redone as if this is a parallel universe. What if there were these fictitious characters that got mingled in Hollywood? How would that change something? So I'm looking at the Clippers, a modern day revision to erase a terrible history, hence the Clippers organization. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Lastly, I got your favorite, Parasite. So yep. Parasite by Bong Joon-ho is a South Korean film about the lower class trying to fit their way into the upper class household. And one by one, this one family of lesser means overtakes this household by taking up all of the house's pop occupations. So this stands for maid, chauffeur, tutor, as if they are simulating into this new house. But unfortunately, comeuppance is the major theme. And you'll have to see the rest because I don't want to spill it. But I'm thinking the 76ers, a bunch of different people assuming the head of household and falling, ruining the structure one by one. They will <laughs> never, ever be top. And I hate to say that because I love the Sixers. Uh, and those are your yeah. best picture nominees. Very well That's done. That's amazing. I wish it's like slow well done. to you, buddy. Yes. That was so well done. My God. Thank you, thank you. The fact Sometimes you just got to sit back and just not say a word. Let the man operate. 100%. 100%. I don't know if that's always the best idea. <laughs> When it comes to film, like I, there's no other person that I go to, man. Like, well, thank wow. you. The fact that you came up with that, I, I honestly, I shit you guys not. That was like two minutes, man. <laughs> Except for having to swap the Pelicans to the Wizards, that was like right now. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, yeah, that was a little too fast. <laughs> All right, so we got the the best picture nominees now. We're going to put my knowledge and Jay's knowledge of film to the test. We're going to go to Best Directors uh, nominated for this year's Oscars, and we're going to try to compare them uh, with NBA stars. So, Jay, nice. I know that Dre has us already down pat. It's going to be up to me and Jay to kind of kind of see where this is going. Um, no, so man, I, I'm not... <laughs> I am not prepared for this. <laughs> for those who who don't know who the directors are, we have Quentin Tarantino, Bong Joon Ho, Sam Mendes, Todd Phillips, and Martin Scorsese. Those okay. are your top five directors. Whew. All right, all right. I think I'm ready we're, to go. We're, and we're com and we're comparing them to NBA players, right? Yes, yes, yes we are. All right, uh, um, Jay. Jay, I feel like you're more prepared than I am. I I've written these down. I'm a little nervous. Uh, to be I won't judge and judge. I won't judge by the top uh, film critic. But <laughs> let me let me go first. Let me go first. I think I'm pretty right. um 
confident. So I'm going to go with Quentin Tarantino. And my okay. NBA comparison is Kyrie Irving. Reason being. Okay. Okay. For me, his game, Kyrie's game isn't really my favorite. Neither is Tarantino's. But but you can't knock the hustle. You can't not notice the talent. It might not be for me, but I can understand how people love Tarantino's movie, how people love Kyrie Irving's game. It's just not for me. That's all it is. And they both have they both have big mouths. And they, so there's also And that. they both talk a lot. I'm sure yeah. Tarantino probably thinks the world is flat too. So that's my No, but he th- he thinks he, he thinks his crap doesn't stink. That is true. So <laughs> There you go. Anyway, so not bad, well, right? Let me, let me try. Not let me bad. try. Let me try. I'm okay. going to try one here. Um, so, and Tarantino? I can get way off on this, but for, for Tarantino, uh, I'm not saying this because I think he's like the, the goat or anything, but I am going to say LeBron James. And the reason I say that mm. is because, uh, you know, the, Tarantino is not the type of director who comes out with like a blockbuster hit, sorry, a, a movie every single, every couple of years, right? But when mm. he does, they're hits. And the reason I compare that to LeBron is that, you know, LeBron will have his moments where he shows that he is one of the best of all time, right? He'll he'll have his okay. his days during the regular season where it's like, you know what, I'm I'm not gonna give 100% just yet. I'm gonna save it for the playoffs. And then when the playoffs come around, that's where he shows it. So for for Tarantino, it's more like, all right, I'm not gonna release a movie just for the sake of releasing a movie. I'm gonna give it some time, and when I come out, I'm gonna hit you with it. Mm. So that's pretty good. Uh, that's not bad I don't at know all. With LeBron James, for me, um, I I tried to think a little bit differently. I went Nikola Jokic. They're both geekier, dorkier, but professional and excel at what they do in their fields. Because Tarantino is mm-hmm. a massive geek, so is Joker. They're both known for their media presences and what the, the fact that they're both unfiltered. They're both unorthodox in what they do, but when they do it right, they're two of the best that there are, and they are undeniably like the standouts in their field. So I went with Jokic. That's probably yes. that's probably more logical thinking. <laughs> we're, we're thinking more of like NBA, but yeah, I, I can totally see the Jokic comparison. But speaking about LeBron, who yeah. I chose for LeBron was Scorsese. Ah, okay. Yeah, because okay. because yeah, I'm already of, regretting my decision. Yeah, because Martin <laughs> Scorsese is the OG. LeBron is now the OG, right? And he yes. kind of has like different parts of his career where he's been a villain, he's been the good guy, he's been the savior. Now he's in his last uh, leg of his career. Kind of what I see with Scorsese. Mm-hmm. It, I actually I, did the exact same thing. Nice. I said. A veteran, old, still going, not quite in his prime, but still kicking ass and being noteworthy for it. Both Scorsese and LeBron fit that description perfectly. Nice. What I you, have Jay? no rebuttal. I have zero rebuttal in this. <laughs> Who you got for Scorsese? <laughs> I don't have any. I, 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 yeah, I'm not prepared for this one. And I, I kind of want to switch LeBron over to this one now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It could be both. It could be both. Matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could be both. Okay, let's go LeBron Scorsese. That is it. Final answer. What about... hmm, What I got? Okay, this one's interesting. What about Todd Phillips? Okay. I got Kawhi Leonard. Really? I do, because... I have him for somebody else. Yeah. I have Kawhi Leonard for Todd Phillips because of his versatility. Kawhi Leonard can play offense. He can play defense very well. Todd Phillips, he's obviously known to uh, have a lot of range when it comes to directing, i.e. the Joker, who who also did The Hangover, so he can yes. kind of do both ends of the floor. What do you think? 
Okay. I, I went along the same lines in terms of like just uh, someone who can kind of switch it up, right? And uh, who I landed on was uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, nice. He's nice. someone who, you know, when, when the Bucks need him to be an offensive force, he's just, uh, you know, a wreck. Like you, you can't stop him. But when you need him on the defensive end, he'll switch it up. Just like, as you mentioned, Todd Phillips went from, from comedy over to drama. He made that switch. Uh, I can see that being Antetokounmpo. So uh, that's kind of where I went with this. I went with a little bit more of a cynical approach. Um, you're not going to believe this. I went with Marcus Smart. So basically, Marcus, Marcus Smart, Smart is who is seen as a he's as a part of the goof troop or the Shackton crew. You know, along with Javel McGee, Kendrick Perkins, Lance Stevenson, a guy who who's not taken seriously. However, currently, like Todd Phillips, is trying to be taken seriously. You know, saying I'm a I'm a great defender. I'm a, I'm, I should be an all star. Some people love him currently with his changeover. Not everyone does. I like it. Mm-hmm. I did not think about that at all. But that's really cool. That's a good comparison, man. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. What about what about Sam Mendes? Okay. Um, nineteen seventeen. I put down Kyle Lowry. Very steady. Mm. Always bring top notch performance. Respected around the league. Uh, Sam Mendes did nineteen seventeen. Spectre, Skyfall. These are really really good movies. And Kyle Lowry is a really, really good player that he always puts up a top-notch performance. What do you think? I like it. I That's like pretty it. good. Okay. What do you have, Jay? Okay. Uh, I went with uh, Jimmy Butler on this one. Oh, That's a pretty uh, that's good, a good one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's someone who's like, his career has kind of been a lot longer than you would. He's kind of had different phases of his career, similar to like the different types of movies that Sam Mendes, Mendes has come out with. Like mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler came out as this he was like the original like Pascal Siakam, like a 30th, mm. I think he was the 30th pick, mm-hmm. not much expected of him. He kind of came mm-hmm. out of nowhere and performed really well, became an all-star, then became kind of this, this played this villain role in, in the places that he left. And now he's like the savior in Miami. It's uh, it's quite a wide range. And so I, I couldn't help but think about him when I went with Sam Mendes. I actually had a bit of a similar thought process, but even older. I went with Chris Paul, uh, Sam Mendes mm-hmm. and his films. So you're looking at American Beauty, Revolutionary Road, Road to Perdition, Skyfall, Spectre. Um, don't don't hate me for this. Either excellent or overrated. Lingers in the <laughs> backdrop of his field, Chris Paul or Sam Mendes, until he hits his prime again, whether it's Skyfall or 1917 or, you know, Oklahoma City or, you know, whenever Chris Paul is good. <laughs> whatever that is not everyone's cup of tea but they're both known for their flair that which never goes away that is a good comparison god damn i wish i thought about that one okay last we got one, one more that i hope wins all the awards bong joon ho <laughs> um i this one this one was the hardest one so i'm gonna go with james harden and the reason i say this is because he's an all-star bong joon ho's an all-star and this hurts yep. and this is gonna hurt me to say this okay but I just feel like he he can't seem to climb the top of that mountain. He's up there, but I don't feel like when it comes to Scorsese, when it comes to Tarantino, when it comes to Best Picture, I just don't feel like he's going to get there. And it hurts me to say that, and I don't think that James Harden is going to get there either. Mm, it's tough, though, because it's, it's, it is a foreign film, and the fact that there are so many nominations for it, I mean, it's... 
it's Academy's way of almost saying this is enough, but you never know. They're nominated. I, I, I hope they so. They might pull it off. Knock on wood. Whenever you guys are listening to this, before or after, let's hope that Parasite wins it. Jay, who do you got for uh, Bong Joon? I, I think because I didn't know much about this director before this movie, that I went the route of um, Luka Doncic. And the reason why mm-hmm. I say that is because... Um, Actually, sorry. No, I switched that up uh, before we came on the pod. It's actually, it's actually Bam and Abaya who I'm going with for okay. this one. The reason why I do that is because, um, I guess from my perspective, because I hadn't heard much about him, didn't know his body of work, and for me, he just came out of nowhere and just just is killing it yep. in terms of yep. getting awards and getting recognition. I can't help but think of Bam Adebayo. Like nice. no one had any intent intentions about this guy. No one knew much about him, and here he is, just taking the league by storm. And you know he's an, he's an all star now, and he is absolutely just I don't know. He he's just a menace, and uh, yeah, I can't help but think about him as a this kind of out of nowhere star. Well, especially for you because you weren't aware of Bong Joon Ho's work before, and I would assume. To people who aren't invested in foreign cinema, Parasite probably came out of nowhere for a lot of people. Yeah, it came so, out of nowhere for me. Yeah, goddamn. Yeah. There you and, go. And uh, you, you know, com- continue the comparison. Miami Heat are kind of coming out of nowhere, right? So, yeah. Um, there you yeah. go. Um, for me, this is where I went with Kawhi Leonard, silent, unassuming assassin, amazing uh, at what they do, and both Parasite and Kawhi are the best things of 2019. <laughs> nice. that, that's a good way it's a good way to end that stretch all right so there you have it Here guys um i hope you guys enjoy the oscars i know dre will we're gonna be on twitter talking about it um but if you if you can uh definitely definitely follow dre on twitter and films fatale on twitter as well because they're gonna be up the whole night talking about the oscars so Damn so right. yeah hell yeah all right so we're gonna talk about the raptors uh when we come back on wednesday but until we until then guys Dre, where can we find you and Films Patel? You know where to find me. You can find me at Andreas Babs. Also follow Films Fatal, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E.com. You can follow me on social media. Just look me up on, on Twitter and on Instagram and on, on Facebook. I'm going to be tweeting the entire night. It's going to be a good night. There's no chance that hell the Green Book can win again because it's not here. So all is good no matter what happens. Jay, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalosaurus. Uh, find this pod and all my writings on Raptors HQ. Um, and yeah, look out for the final wrap-up before the All-Star break, which comes out um, tomorrow from when you're listening to this. So look out for that one. Nice. And you can find all of us, uh, that's all three of us, at That's a Rap Pod. You can email us at That's a Rap Podcast. Find all, or on all your podcatchers, find us uh, typing out Raptors HQ because that is our home base. Uh, hope Parasite wins. But until next time, boys and girls, that's a wrap.